You could say today's game against the Winnipeg Jets is important, and that would be an understatement. We'll take a look at just how much of a bump it can give the Wild in their playoff chances. Plus, we'll also talk about the changing of the guard on defense. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we size up the Winnipeg Jets ahead of two massive matchups this weekend. We'll take a look at what a win can do for the Wild in their playoff hopes, as well as taking a look at uh, the questions surrounding the Wild's decor with Jared Spurgeon potentially returning to the lineup here today. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider and we got a couple of big ones here this weekend, to say the least, as the Minnesota Wild will be taking on the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, this is going to be, these both are going to be the biggest games of the year for the Minnesota Wild so far this season. And we saw in practice yesterday, Jared Spurgeon get back into the lineup. And so there's potential that Spurgeon makes his way uh, back into the lineup, and that would be a welcome addition for the Minnesota Wilds here uh, with the some of the players that they've had to play on the back end, uh, especially going up against a team in the Winnipeg Jets that's going to be a tough matchup for the Minnesota Wild, to say the least. But I saw it in the comments and in my five-ish hours on the road yesterday, was kind of thinking about this notion of irreplaceable players, players that the Wilds cannot afford to lose with how they've performed this season. And you look at the Wilds navigating through the loss of Jonas Brodeen and Jared Spurgeon as well. And obviously, I'm not suggesting that those guys are in any way replaceable, uh, that you wouldn't want them to be in the lineup because the Wild are a better team with those guys in the lineup for sure. But the Wild have found ways to pick up some huge wins without both Brodeen and Spurgeon in the lineup. And I just have to wonder if they would be able to do the same if Brock Faber would be out, if Jewel Erickson Eck out of the lineup, if Kirill Kaprizov was injured again. If Matt Boldy was knocked out of the lineup. And it's interesting to me because you look at, let's just take Spurgeon, for example. You look at the games played throughout the course of his 
career. He's hit the 82 games played mark one time in his career. Now, last year he played in 79 games, so it's not like there's a huge it's not like there's a huge drop off, but just 13 of the 33 games so far this season for Spurgeon and he is now 34 and is going to continue to get older and older as uh, the rest of his contract plays out. There is a need, I think, to reestablish the pecking order for who is kind of the the go-to get-it-done defenseman for this Minnesota Wild team. And I think Brock Faber has settled right into that role in just his first season in the NHL. And you don't want to overload a guy too early in his career with too much responsibility. But I think if Faber continues this rapid ascension that he has been on since coming into the league, it comes at a great time because while having Spurgeon and Brodeen both in the lineup is something that the Wilds obviously want. It's not something they've had a ton of, especially here this season. And so putting those guys in, but not having them be the number one lockdown defenseman, I think will take some pressure off or could take some pressure off of those two. Assuming that Brock Faber is able to handle all those responsibilities and he's done it all year. He has gone toe to toe with the best in the league and has more than held his own. And so I don't know what the D pairings will look like for John Hines when Spurgeon is able to return. If he is today, I would imagine he will be put back with Jake Middleton. But Middleton and Spur Middleton and Faber have been solid. And so maybe you go with Goligoski with Spurgeon and keep Faber with Middleton and then have Zach Bogosian play with somebody in that third pairing. My point is that you can maybe afford to ease Spurgeon into a role without having him have to be the one to take all those top assignments. You can ease him back into the lineup a little bit because Faber has shown that he is ready to handle everything. Now, we saw in practice yesterday as well that Spurgeon hopped back on the uh, top power play unit. And so that might be a situation that will draw some level of annoyance from fans, some frustration with, well, if we're just going to take Faber off of that spot uh, and not give him the opportunity to continue to grow, um, it's... I, I can understand the frustration there, but I found it interesting. Michael Russo had um, some tweets yesterday in which he um, was talking about the one area on the power play where uh, Faber still has room to grow and uh, try to add to his game. And it's just on the, you know, the entries into the zone as Russo was going back and forth with uh, a couple of people um, on Twitter yesterday. Spurgeon just has, at this point, 
more experience in that role. And while we may want Faber to uh, just step in and take that spot and have it and never give it up, he's still going to get opportunities on the second unit to quarterback that power play and to grow there. And so that's a situation where if Spurgeon does come back on that top unit and ends up being the defenseman on that number one unit, it's not a situation that I get super upset about because Faber is still learning. He, he hasn't had a ton of time even running a power play. And so if he continues to get reps on that second unit, that is fine with me. But my overall point here to start, as I kind of got sidetracked, is that I think Brock Faber is ready to handle some of these duties that we have just handed to Jonas Brodeen and Jared Spurgeon. And even with Spurgeon returning, I think Faber should still get those same levels of opportunities that he's been exceeding at uh, so that Spurgeon can get eased into the lineup a little more, especially against a team like the Winnipeg Jets. If he does play today, uh, it sounded like there was a uh, pretty good chance, but haven't seen any official word as to if he's in the lineup as of yet. So we'll see. But regardless, if he's not in the lineup, Faber's your your number one guy. If he is in the lineup, Faber should uh, should probably still be given a, a good handful of those looks here today. So we'll uh, see what happens throughout uh, the course of the game. We, of course, will have a postcast for you as well. But let's talk about those Winnipeg Jets and how they have become one of the top three teams in the Central Division despite a big trade in the offseason. We'll talk about all that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Folks, 2024 is right around the corner, and you may be looking to be a little more health conscious as we flip to the new year. And I know me personally, all about trying to get as many vitamins and nutrients into my system as I possibly can. And it gets a little cumbersome sometimes to have multiple bottles of vitamins and minerals that you're trying to take all at once. You got five or six different pills you got to try to organize. AG1 has taken all of that and simplified it into just one step. All it takes is one scoop of AG1 in a glass of water, and you're getting up to 75 high-quality vitamins and nutrients in your system. And best of all, it gives you a little bit of an energy boost as well. So you can take it in the morning to get yourself going for the day, or you can take it over the noon hour to avoid that midday crash. AG1 is a comprehensive solution. And if that's what you're looking for from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Again, drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Kick off 2024 feeling your best with AG1 today. Welcome back to today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. 
We will have you covered both today and tomorrow for these huge games against the Winnipeg Jets. So uh, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss out on any content throughout the week. And uh, make sure to join us for live Lockdown Wild postcasts both today and tomorrow as well. So let's talk about the Winnipeg Jets heading into today's matchup against the Minnesota Wild. And if you'll recall, at the end of last season, Jets head coach Rick Bonus not particularly thrilled with his team's performance in the postseason, which led to some changes for Winnipeg in the offseason. They traded Pierre-Luc Dubois to the Los Angeles Kings for uh, a package centered around Gabe Velarde and Alex Iafalo, who have been very good for Winnipeg since they came to the Jets. And so you have that. You also have the uh, the impending free agency of Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley, it didn't seem for a while like those two were going to stick around. And so there just were all these makings of the Jets taking a step back and not being able to be the same caliber of team that they were in the first half of last season, in which they were one of the best teams in the NHL. They fell off after that, and they had to fight for a wild card spot all the way down to the last game of the season, in which they beat the Nashville Predators to get in. So for the Winnipeg Jets, it just all of the signs pointed to a little bit of a step back this season, and they have not shown any signs of stepping back here this year. And in fact, those players in Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck that looked like they were hesitant to commit to a long-term contract with the Winnipeg Jets to stick around, they both signed matching seven-year deals to stay. And so all of a sudden, you go to this Winnipeg team that is, to uh, coin a phrase from Paul Allen, plucky, and you look at what they've done this season They've got 20 wins already. They're third in the Central Division at 29-4. and And even despite losing their best scorer in Kyle Connor for a, uh, a while, they just continue to hum right along because for the Winnipeg Jets, it's not about scoring goals. It's about stopping them. If you look at the standings, so far this season, the Winnipeg Jets have allowed the second fewest goals in the Western Conference, trailing only the Los Angeles Kings, who have given up 77. The Jets have given up 84. And the uh, Kings have given up 77 in one fewer game. So the Jets, one of the best at stopping goals and actually they are second fewest in the entirety of the NHL. They are two goals in front of the Boston Bruins. So stopping goals is a huge part of the remedy, uh, the recipe, I should say, for this Winnipeg Jets team. And that all stems from in the net. Obviously, they've got a good one in Connor Hellebuck, and he is coming off of a season last year in which he just flat-out struggled. It was just a weird, weird to see Hellebuck struggle as much as he did last year. And, you know, it's funny because 
we say struggled and his overall numbers look much like they look pretty darn good. 20, 37, 25 and two with a 2.49 goals against average and a 920 save percentage this year, 16, six and three, a 2.35 goals against average and a 918 save percentage. And you look at what he's done throughout his career. One of the best goalies currently in the NHL. And he just continues, especially this year, just continues to get it done year in and year out. If you look at Hellbuck's uh, numbers throughout the course of the season, the month of October, arguably his worst, but he's just gotten better ever since. In the month of December, 6-0-2 with a 1.87 goals against average and a 9.33 save percentage. But coming off of a game in which the Winnipeg Jets lost to Chicago 2-1 to in overtime, Connor Bedard had the game winner, had the uh, just skating through the zone in what was a pretty frantic overtime. And uh, you get the sense that that was one that Winnipeg is going to want back um, at some point this season. But beyond that, outdueled some of the best goalies in the, uh, the league against Boston. How about the fact that the Winnipeg Jets have beaten this month alone Colorado twice, Los Angeles and Boston. So of their uh 5 of their 6 wins this month, two of them have come against Colorado, one against the Kings and one against Boston and it's not like they're squeaking by those teams either. 4 and 2 win against Colorado on the 7th. 6-2 win against Colorado on the 16th. They beat Los Angeles 5-2 on the 13th and beat Boston 5-1 on the 22nd. But then you, you look at the losses. 3-2 overtime loss to Montreal and a 2-1 overtime loss to Chicago. That's just, I guess, how it goes in the NHL this season is all the teams that you would expect to lose are racking up some wins. So it's been a... Uh, just a, another solid season for Connor Hellebuck, to say the least. He does not have great success against the Minnesota Wilds, although he did get a couple of wins against them last year. But beyond that, I mean, think back to two years ago. The Wild hung seven goals on the Winnipeg Jets in uh, a meeting at the XL Energy Center. And the Wild have had some good success against Winnipeg in the regular season over the last few years. So will that continue? We will have to wait and see. Now, from a scoring perspective for the Winnipeg Jets, they're currently led by Mark Shifley. 12 goals, 24 assists, 36 points in 33 games. They also have double-digit scorers in Nikolai Ehlers, Cole Perfetti, Nino Niederreiter, all with 10 or more goals this season. And you look at the likes of Gabe Velarde, Seven goals in 15 games. He has 15 points in those 15 games played. And Alex Iafalo has five goals and 10 assists, 15 points in 33 games as well. Logan Stanley, by the way, he's played in seven games, no points. And um, another familiar name from those that... Uh, 
are familiar with the Minnesota hockey scene. Nate Schmitz has uh, appeared in 27 games for the Jets so far this season. Just two points, but he's done a really, really good job defensively. Helping that decor be, again, one of the best in the NHL at stopping teams from scoring. So it's a Jets team we're familiar with, and it should be a, an absolute riot here today and tomorrow. These are huge games, and we'll talk about just how big a win could go for the Wild in the postseason picture as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by Sleeper. We are just about at the midway point of the season. Wild fans and the Minnesota Wild are trying to make a charge to the postseason. And with the fact that the Wild are knocking on the door, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick your favorite Minnesota Wild players like Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck, whether they go over or under their stat projections in particular categories such as goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, or more in a given game. And with the Wild playing the Jets today, here are my picks for Sleeper. Kirill Kaprizov has good history against the Winnipeg Jets. I think he furthers that today, and I think he gets another goal. But also Jewel Eriksson who, as we've talked about, is automatic for three shots or more in a game. He's done it pretty much every game this season. Give me Kaprizov, give me Jewel Eriksson and give me Marco Rossi today to uh, get the goals for the Minnesota Wilds. Philip Gustafson in net, he is always a good bet as well. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Reminder to join us after the game for another Locked on Wild postcast. So we'll be recapping all the action, win or lose, for the Minnesota Wild here today. Let's talk about the postseason picture a little bit before we get to our keys to the game today. This from moneypuck.com. They have uh, all of the different playoff odds for the Minnesota Wild, and uh, I, I love that they highlight it with, this is a big game for the Wild, because it is. The Minnesota Wilds can get a 4.2% bump in their playoff odds by beating the Jets in regulation today. They go up to 68.1% to make the playoffs if they beat the Jets in regulation. Now, if they lose to the Jets in regulation, it's down to 60%. If they beat the Jets in overtime, 67 And if they lose to the Jets in overtime, they get no change currently at 63.9% chance to make the playoffs. And so it's a big one for the Minnesota Wild. And you look at the standings, the Wild have played the same amount of games as the Jets this year, and they're eight points back. At some point, you got to start raking in those points, getting those points made up for earlier in the season. Thankfully for the Wild, we have seen them start to gain a little ground on the teams in front of them. 
Now, they are one point behind the Seattle Kraken, but they have four games in hand on Seattle. And uh, they're one point behind the St. Louis Blues, two games in hand there. They are three points behind the Nashville Predators with three games in hand and four points behind Arizona with two games in hand. So while the Wild are trailing these teams for a current playoff position, uh, the Wild, as Michael Russo noted yesterday as well, are in by virtue of play of points percentage. The Wild are in the postseason by virtue of points percentage here. So the fact that they have all these games in hand on teams that they will play in the second half of the season is an opportunity for them to continue to climb the standings. And the thing that I look at is the last 10 for all of these teams. Remember the Seattle Kraken, who we had written off as dead earlier in the season? They're 6-1-3 and three in their last 10. St. Louis 5-5, five and five, Nashville 5-4-1. Five, and one. They have lost three games in a row. And the Arizona Coyotes are 6-4 and four in their last 10. They've won two in a row. St. Louis just got beat. Uh, I believe it was Colorado that beat them most recently. Seattle and the Minnesota Wild have both won four games in a row. So continue to win. Continue to beat teams in front of you. And that's where the Wild can make up some ground in the postseason picture. So a big one to say the least, here uh, in today's action, and let's get you to the keys for a win today. Number one, your biggest stars have to show up in the biggest games. And so I am looking for big game performances from Kirill Kaprizov, who you know is going to be amped up to face the team that knocked him out of the season last year. Thanks, Logan Stanley. Um, So Kaprizov... Looking at Matt Boldy, looking at Jewel Erickson Eck. How about that entire line have the game of the year against the Winnipeg Jets? Couple of scores, just continuing to push the action and um and just put pressure on Winnipeg here in this game. Your brightest stars have to show up in the biggest games. And so if those three do, that's gonna go a long way for the Minnesota Wild to being able to win. Uh, this one today. Key number two is if the Jets try to be physical, have the physical players be the ones who try to push back. We don't need to be getting into any sort of tussling with key guys. This is what Maroon, Felino, Duhame, Middleton, the, this is what those guys are here for. And so if Somebody on the Jets tries to get something started with somebody else. Go in and take care of business because it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a physical game. These two teams do not like each other. And so there's going to be some push. The wild need to push back. And number three, how do you beat Connor Hellebuck? The same way the wild have beaten many goalies here over the last handful of games. Get up close, dirty areas, get to the dirty areas around the net and feast. You can beat any goalie if you get close enough to the net to get good opportunities in close. And the Wild have done a really good job of that over the last few games. And so if they continue that here today, 
they should have a chance to crack one of the best goalies in the NHL. If it is Connor Hellebuck starting today, it might be Laurent Brassois. He would I would imagine get one of these two games, unless the Jets decide they're going to go Hellebuck back to back. Whoever's in net for the Jets, get in close, feast on those dirty areas, and come away with some wins. I would love to see the Wild get three points out of these two games. It's going to be tough to beat Winnipeg, especially back-to-back. It's going to be a hard ask to beat Winnipeg in back-to-back games. And so especially today, if you can get it to overtime, if you can steal a point on the road and then take care of business at home, I love the sound of that. So it's a simple ask today. Get a point. Get two points. I'm feeling greedy. I'm feeling greedy with where this team's at right now and how they've played recently. Let's go get four points this weekend against Winnipeg and uh, get right back in to the uh, conversation in the Central Division. That will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Uh, again, we will have you covered after the game today with another Lockdown Wild postcast, so make sure to join us there as well. We got you covered for tomorrow also, so uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure to let your friends know that Lockdown Wild is a great source of Minnesota Wild content throughout the week and uh, even on holidays too. So join us, subscribe, like this episode if you uh, if you enjoy it, and uh, we'll continue to keep you covered with Minnesota Wild content throughout the course of the week. You can find new episodes of Locked on Wild every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.